Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is really nice out. I had to break out the sweater vest. I see that. It looks good. Yeah. A little well, early this year. Still well, August it was 31st. 56 this morning. It was. Yeah. And I won't have it next week when it's 95 again. Is it going back up next week? Oh, brutal. Mm. But at least for today, I get to wear the Wall Street attire. That's great. Modern day Wall Street. Well, I'm suffering with a little bit of an injury. What? Yeah. So I haven't been able to run. Well, I did run about a week ago, and I kind of pushed through it, which wasn't smart. Never usually smart. <sighs> I, I, yeah, I played pickleball and rolled you got my a pickleball ankle. injury? I rolled my ankle playing pickleball, and now here we are a week and a half later, and I'm still feeling, I'm probably going to have to go get an extra in my stupid foot. I'm, I'm so mad. Sure that there's a forum for pickleball injury folks huh. you could join. It apparently is like the number one ER visit, blah, 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 right now across the land. People going because of pickleball. Brutal. There are questions about whether his Hall of Fame career is over. Well, the problem is, yes. is that you're 46, I'm 46, and... You play and you're like, oh no, I'm actually 19 again. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that doesn't work. Mm. Anyways, I'm really mad. I'm annoyed. But whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed the beautiful weather on my back patio, drinking coffee. Setbacks happen. Adjust and move on. Hey, this podcast and all podcasts brought to you by Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, financial.com. If you are out there, uh, avid podcast listener, even if you're not, you're new to the podcast and you have a complex situation or challenge and you need a second opinion or maybe your first opinion, visit us on the web. Go under our wealth development tab. You can see that right. There's a header. I think it says services. And I believe right there is wealth development. You can learn more about that program unique for DIY listeners and set up a Zoom and maybe we'll be able to connect and help you or maybe not. That's okay, too. But uh, check us out, jewelfinancial.com. Other housekeeping odds and ends, visit us all the places you get your social DIY Money podcast, DIY Money podcast. That's on Insta. What else we have out there? Oh, Facebook. DIY podcast everywhere. DIY Money podcast everywhere. We're not on TikTok. No. Definitely not on TikTok. We've never ticked the talk. Never ticked the talk. All right, we've got a uh, we've got a, a more of an academic question today. These are always good to hit, touch on uh, from Julio. Julio, what do you got? DIY. Hi, DIY money. This is Julio from Southern California. I love the podcast, and I'm always looking forward to each new episode. Thank you all so much for all the great information you provide us each week. I have a question about bonds. I was hoping you could answer. Could you please talk about the different kinds of bonds, but specifically? Which types of investment accounts to best allocate them for tax purposes? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Thank you. Bond. James Bond. Okay, Julio. Um, first of all, foremost, you, you know, types of bonds. First of all, the debt markets are, I believe it's much bigger than the equity market, isn't it? 
I mean, including treasuries and sovereign and so forth. I think it's I think it's by size. You have equity markets, debt markets, and then uh, currency markets uh, are dwarfing them all. But nonetheless, when a municipality or a government or a corporation wants to raise money and not offer ownership, they will offer liabilities. They will offer debt for purchase, and it gives an investor the opportunity to basically give an IOU to the company, and the company will hopefully pay them interest in return, or the government, or the municipality. Uh, This has been going on, basically built uh, the United States of America, and you know, we run on debt. I like to say in our class at UK, we don't run on Duncan in this country. We run on debt. So it's a huge part of the equation for the capital markets in the U.S. and beyond. And fascinatingly, uh, due to the interest rate spike that we've seen, now it's a subject matter around the table where we haven't really talked about bonds in, my goodness, 20 years, maybe more. So the Federal Reserve, as many of you know, or don't know, have raised the overnight lending rates between banks to a considerable height. That has then created a high interest rate environment pretty much across the board. So if you are a purchaser looking to finance something, whether it be a house or a car, you are probably having sticker shock due to the payment now because of that debt. However, conversely, if you are a saver, hopefully you are enjoying the high interest. You hear us talk all the time about making sure you're in a high interest savings account. Often, we ran into this just the other day, you got to call the bank up and say, hey, can I move my money into the high interest savings account? They're not calling you. They're not offering it for you. So Julio breaking down certain debt, uh, United States debt, they issue debt called treasuries. Shorter term, they're called treasury bills. Longer term, they're called treasury notes and treasury bonds. Municipalities offer municipal bonds. Those can be uh, revenue-backed bonds or government obligation bonds, basically a bond that's either tied to a project, let's say a bridge. We're building this bridge. It's a revenue bond, meaning the tolls from the bridge are going to pay that interest back over time. Or an obligation bond, hey, we've got to shore up our budget. We're short. We need to issue bonds to pay our teachers or whatever it may be. And the future tax obligations uh, or the t- future tax revenue from the municipality will be what goes to pay back those bonds. And then finally, corporations raise money all the time for expansion or you know, maybe even to buy back their own stock. Apple did that uh, in a great maneuver, taking advantage of very low interest rates. So it's across the spectrum. They're often taxed differently. So municipalities are tax-free, federal and state. Uh, Daniel might talk a little bit more about how to determine that tax savings in a minute. United States Treasuries are uh, tax state-free, not federal. You will pay federal tax, and corporate bond interest will be both federal and state tax. Now, unless, and this is, I'd love to hear Daniel, the CFP, put his two cents on this. My personal opinion is, Julio, bonds in most portfolios are anchors, they are not necessarily, oh, this is a strategic allocation to, to get interest, meaning whether it's 1% fixed income rates or 5%, you more than likely have an allocation to bonds because it's prudent, meaning it's less risky, it's supposed to be, than equities. So often an allocation, as you get older, 
The general rule of thumb, which you know we're not always fans of, but the general rule of thumb is you have less stocks and more bonds. I personally think you don't overthink this. Oh, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I thought I was once. Like, I just don't think you go and go, okay, I've got these five accounts. I've got a Roth. My wife has a Roth. We've got 401ks. We've got this individual account. I'm going to put my bond position here. I'm going to put my equity position here. I mean, you could. You could do that. I personally don't think you overthink it at this stage. Now, that being said, we deal with this a lot of time with our wealthier clients. If you do get a sizable nest egg and or approaching or in retirement and taxes make a huge difference, maybe to the point where it bumps you up to a greater bracket, maybe it influences your Social Security, maybe it you know just, again, pains you to pay those tax bills, at that point it may make sense – to look at each individual account and really get fine-tuned into how you're investing in fixed income with the help of a tax advisor or a financial planner. But at this stage, personally speaking, I just wouldn't overthink it too much. That's my view on it. Love to hear yours, Daniel. What say you? Yeah, for the <clears throat> typical average investor, uh, where you place bond funds is not as important as what percentage of stocks and bonds or your overall asset allocation. So uh, for folks who have binged through our episodes, they know uh, one of the things we uh, typically really trumpet is know what you own and why you own it. So part of that is your allocation, your stock versus bond. Understand why you are at that level. Then moving forward, you can consider kind of where you're placing that if you have multiple types of accounts, IRAs, Roth IRAs, taxable accounts, etc. The only real thing that I would uh, usually think through and look at is uh, not putting municipal bonds in retirement accounts. And the main reason for that is, is the typical reason that you would buy municipal bonds over, say, US treasuries or corporate bonds, which will typically pay a higher interest rate, is the municipal bonds offer a lower interest rate that is then federally uh, not taxed. So if you do the tax calculation on that, they then can either be the same or greater than uh, what you would get otherwise uh, when you adjust for the taxes. So to do that tax adjustment, what you have to do is take the, the yield that the bond is paying out and then divide that by one minus your decimal percentage of taxes. So we'll keep this really simple, uh, or we'll try to keep this really simple because nobody's watching uh, this per se, or I don't have a whiteboard, right? So let's say it's, uh, municipal pays a 1% interest rate, and then you, uh, you pay a 25% uh, federal tax. Uh, so take 1 minus 25%, that's 0.75%. Divide that 1% by 0.75%. Quinn actually has his calculator out, so he's going to do that. And the taxable equivalent yield would be 1.33%. So what that means is if you can get, a, if that 1% municipal bond uh, would equal a 1.33% taxable uh, uh, bond yield. So if the taxable bond yields are lower than that, you would buy the municipal. If they're higher than that, then you would buy the taxable bond. That was a lot of math to throw at you. For most folks, once you're getting into whether or not municipal should be better or worse, at that point in your sort of planning journey, you've kind of probably engaged a financial planner or an investment advisor or somebody like that. So you should be engaging in discussions with them on that. However, this is the DIY Money Podcast. So some of you are going to do this on your own. So uh, I would definitely read up on that, understand when to put that in. But I mean, pretty strong rule of thumb here. 
municipals in retirement accounts is generally not something you would do because you just wash away that effect uh, that that you would get. So uh, looking at government bonds, corporate bonds, things like that in retirement accounts. Outside of that, if you're in a high enough tax bracket that you now have to worry about really paying less taxes, generating less taxable income, that's where municipals would come into play. And if we didn't lose you with all that... (laughs) There's no way to spice that up. A couple of other things is... Personally speaking, in this environment, be very careful. It's it's like the in vogue thing to go, oh, I'm going to just grab these bonds that are paying 5%. I heard this a lot at the beginning of the year when interest rates were even a little bit lower. A lot of people funneled money in those treasuries thinking, man, that was great. Guess what? S&P 500 up 15% year to date. A typical diversified portfolio, you know, adding in emergings, international, which haven't been great, maybe 8 to 10%. So the reality is you lost money moving out of a diversified portfolio, moving into bonds. I I don't think that's a wise decision. That's chasing yield. And we've talked about that before. When you chase yield, you tend to get burned. So be very careful. Right now, the math shows you got a ton of money, ton of money moving to money markets and bonds. Oh, this is great. We're getting 5% risk-free. Isn't that amazing? Meanwhile, the market just keeps chugging right along. So be very careful just using you know the yield to justify some change in your allocation. Think long term. It doesn't change. Strategies don't change regardless of where stocks are, bonds are, yields are, etc. Great question, Julio. Hopefully, we provided some color and you you know some value to the answer or value for your question. And you can be an educated investor going forward. And again, these are the things. If you are out there and you're in a situation whether it's us or someone else, this might be a good thing to look at deeply in your own situation to take a broader, bigger picture look. And maybe it is wise to use some municipals or some individual laddered bonds or something like that. But, you know, you might have to engage someone to to check that out. All right, friends, remember the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.